When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Uh, Ed Sheeran had to close his London bar, Birdie Blossoms, last month. But uh, credit to Ed, he's continuing to pay his employees in full. So way to go, nice. Ed. Yeah. Nice guy. He really is the real deal. Like, you know, we had him here for uh, Bosom Ball some years back. And this guy... I mean, he offered to like stay. Was it Bosom Ball or was it something? Or was it the Jeff and Jen Christmas show? It was our Christmas show. Yeah, it was our Christmas show. And there were a group of girls that came down from Michigan and started lining up at the Madison at five o'clock in the morning. That's right. To see him. (laughs) And so when Ed arrived, we told him about this group of girls and he immediately turned to his band and because they were uh, only going to do a a show. Not their full show. I think they were slated to play for probably 45 minutes, an hour. Yeah, it was like an abbreviated set. set. Yeah. Yeah, and he turned to his band and he's like, hey, guys, what do you think? Can we do, are you cool with doing an entire show? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. So we got a full concert length performance from Ed Sheeran at the Madison. Isn't that crazy? Because like a year later. To go that extra mile. Right, because a year later he was playing. What is that huge Wembley venue? Stadium. Yes, he was like sold out five nights in a row at Wembley Stadium, and we had him. You know, yeah, at the Madison. <laughs> he had just played for that the Queen crazy. or something too. Like right before he came to see us, he had just played yeah. for her, and it was like, oh my gosh, he's this huge star. Yeah. I remember just in the back being behind the. Uh, Madison Theater and him just smoking cigarettes, just talking to Jen and I, hanging out. Yeah. Just super chill, super cool guy. Such a good dude. He's also, have you seen the movie, I think it's, uh, I think it's called Yesterday? Uh, The Beatles theme movie? That's the Beatles thing, isn't it? Yeah, I have not seen it. You should watch that. If you have time, stream it. He's really good in that. Uh, let's see here. It is 727 trying to gauge my time and let's do this. We've got some stories, you know, that we think should have made the news, but didn't make the news, which is why we do news that didn't make the news. Beware of 1154 AM. And has anyone ever flashed you in public? Yes. (laughs) I was gonna say, I was very surprised at how many people said yes. It is Wednesday, the 29th of April of 2020. We're Jeff and Jen, and let's do it. Your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. A lot of states relaxing their stay-at-home orders, and other states still have a ways to go. 
So how much longer could you last without sacrificing your last bit of sanity? Well, you know, they're doing polls on this stuff. And the average American responded this way. The average American thinks, I don't know if this is true, but they think they could go a maximum of one more month before hitting their breaking point. 72% of the respondents said they would completely lose their mind sometime between now and early June. And pretty much everyone agrees (laughs) six months would be way more than they could handle. One out of four have already hit their breaking point, including 20% of men and 29% of women. And young people are having an even tougher time with it. 35% of Americans aged 18 to 25 have hit their breaking point already. Do they say what is what is contributing the most to the breaking point? The report does not state specifically. It does not state because you just wonder, is it just being trapped in your house? Is it being with your family? Is it not being able to work? Is it the yeah, money the stresses? Money. Is it, you know. Yeah, especially, you know, for 18 to 25, you see more 1099 employees. And there's also the social cutoff as well. And, yeah. you know, the lack of data. I mean, you know, look at uh, like our second date, up tre- our second date update uh, emails, inquiries, mm-hmm. phone calls, you know, is all but dropped off. So. You know, there's a lot of people who are climbing the walls and ready to get back out there. Another survey, another new survey over the weekend asked people what they would do if a serious lockdown were to continue and they don't agree with it. Close to 20% say they're at the point where they would probably just do their own thing and would not follow the guidelines. You know, people have a, a limited tolerance for this kind of thing. You know, they'll play ball for a while and after a while they're like, you know what? No, thanks. Going to the beach. Especially with more and more stuff coming out, you know, Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Other doctors saying, you know, this might have been just a little bit hyped by the media, but there's more and more stories like that coming out that more and more people are reading. So I think they're starting to feel a little bit more. That's just yeah. adding to the anxiety and the anxiousness to get back out there yeah that's what you feel like like for me i feel like and this is just my thought process because i haven't been around anyone it's not that it's not real but it's one of those situations where i'm like it's not affecting me as much because i'm not around it at all oh it's so real I for feel- the people in places like new york yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think that's what people are thinking. Sure. Like, oh, it's not affecting us. It's not that real. But it's, yeah. it's like, it, it is real. It is happening. Right. You know, 10,000 people died in a city. Like, these things are real. Like, it was real for the people not- of Italy. And, yes. You know, the, what happened in Italy happened in New York. And I think the country did a great job of preventing that from happening in other places. And let's hope it continues. Yeah, I agree. But... You know, think of the stress the parents are going through, especially now. 
you know, the average parent doesn't get to relax as it is until 8.39 p.m. each night because they're too busy juggling work, chores, meals, and kids. And the majority of parents, three out of four, said they normally don't have any time to relax until the evening. And 86% would describe their entire life as a balancing act. But when you take that that 24-hour period, when is the most stressful time for parents? Turns out it's the middle of the day, not surprisingly, 11.54 a.m. and it's Right around lunch. Right around lunch. And it's not just the kids. Other things parents constantly stress about are money, especially now, keeping the house clean, especially now, and not getting enough sleep because everybody's sleep schedule is all out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. Filled with like a high sugar lunch, so you know that they'll crash like around one and be down for a little bit. They get cranky. <laughs> it's an well, option. Pen- Penelope has nap time anyway, so we. I've tried to maintain, and I think that's the pressure that I'm also putting on myself as I'm trying to maintain some kind of schedule for her that is similar to what it will be like when she goes back to school. So it's like, you know, we have set times like at noon, we have to have, you know, hand wash meal wrapped up by 1230, which is downtime and then nap at this time. So it's like I'm kind of militant in that, which also I think adds stress because like yesterday we took a drive and we went up to Miami Whitewater, which I was very pleased to see open and people were walking around the, the lake and the park and stuff. But it got to be like noon and I'm like, oh, my God, we have to go home because you have to be laid down at this time. So I'm putting you know, added stress on myself in that kind of situation. But I always give her like a nice little, nice little downtime situation. And then she takes a nap usually for about an hour, which is just enough time to do laundry. (laughs) You're, you're kind of fine tuning this as you go. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And just exactly when we get it exact in a really good place. Open back up. Yep. (laughs) There we go. Just, just, just as we've got a rhythm and a flow to our days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do find it though, like right at eight o'clock, we lay her down at like eight, eight, ten ish. So I go to my room, I wash my face, I put on my jammies, I brush my teeth, and that's when I'm like, I'm gonna have some time to myself. And I'm like, zonked. I'm exhausted. <laughs> so by nine o'clock, I'm out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, Wiener Schnitzel is offering a new world of wieners menu, guys. So Ooh, world you, can, of wieners. you can find out what wieners hey. taste like in other countries. <laughs> are they all that different? Uh, apparently, they are. Apparently, they yes. are. I thought you know you seen one wiener. No, nope, the this, toppings. It's it, well, it's that, and How they dress it. The way they dress it, and I guess you know the the different cuts of meat they use in them. Uh, there are hot dogs oh. topped with. Not just the things other countries put on them, but if you've always wondered like what Australian, German, and Cuban wieners taste like, you're in luck. Hey, Todd, what you got there? The three hot dogs we're offering for a World of Wieners event. There's the hearty Cuban dog, the zesty German dog, and the savory Aussie dog. Travel the globe during Wiener Schnitzel's World of Wieners event. Yeah. The Aussie (laughs) wiener has bacon and jalapenos. Uh, The German is topped with sauerkraut and mustard. And the Cuban comes with a pickle inside the bun. (gasps) Yum. Yeah. So if you're bored with American wieners, there you go. (laughs) Going on out of your local wiener schnitzel. Where is there a wiener schnitzel? Does anybody know? Uh, Don't they have one up in Dayton? 
I don't oh, know. I've never even heard. Very distinct looking buildings. You can't miss them. I love that someone did a semi-scientific survey on on a question this random. Has anyone ever, speaking of wieners, has anyone ever flashed you their junk in public? Yes. yes. That's I had wild an experience, to me. I, I, well, I had an experience on the beach once. I was down there with my young cousins, and it wasn't just a flashing. It was a performance. What? And uh, yeah, yeah. And he was only like 20 yards away from us. Wow. And, yeah, it was one of those situations where it's like, we got to get the cops involved with this one because it's it, little kids. You know, I was uh, in my yeah. 20s, so I'm like, you jerk. Come on. Um, but if little kids saw that, that would be very disturbing. So three out of four of us have had someone flash them their junk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a parking lot. This was like your stereotypical guy in a trench coat. Woo! Wow. I also got a helicopter at a bar one time. <laughs> nice. My uh, friend Sarah and I got a helicopter. We were driving down to Louisville, and there was this car that kept like speeding up, slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. And she looked over, and he was giving her the helicopter. I don't in you, the car. You got to explain what that is to me. I don't know what a helicopter uh, like this. Just picture it. If you picture grab oh. it, Pro- a propeller <laughs> spinning around, oh, that's fine. Grabbing helicopter. But, Tim, you also tend to get – people like to send you pictures. You tend to get That, occasional... I don't think, is a flat – that's not like a being flashed, though. That's just someone yeah. sitting on Facebook at 1 in the morning all horned up and going, you know what? I'm going to send this picture to that guy on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that happens, too. I used to hang out with a lot of softball players, though, too, Delete. and I feel like th- that's in their DNA to just flash all the time. Yeah, it's so. funny been a while haven't had the pleasure and thank you for that yeah. <laughs> jeff give it time you're yeah. still alive buddy i know uh, hey well, i mean young. does mardi gras count i mean if somebody's down at mardi gras and they're flashing their boobs does that count as being flashed oh yeah well that but i thought You've you meant like, I, I guess i was thinking like guys junk like dude yeah yeah but yeah like the the gasparilla mardi gras thing mm-hmm. that's pretty mm-hmm. common mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes yeah. just walking around Covington, people just, woo. Jeff, didn't you dress as a flasher once for Halloween? I did. But I actually had boxer shorts underneath that trench coat. Mm. Mm. Uh, what else do we have here? Close to a third of us have, have had to learn at least one new tech skill during the lockdown, mostly so we can video chat. Most of, most of the ones on this list are related to video chats. Um yeah, especially like if you're a young person, you'll you'll laugh at how clueless the rest of us are. Top 10 tech issues we've had to figure out. What Zoom is and how to use it. How to set up a group video chat. How to share a link for a virtual meeting. How to set up a group chat on WhatsApp. How to turn your camera off and on during a video call. Yeah, there's a learning curve to these things. How to add people to a group call, how to join a group chat on your phone, how to send a text to more than one person, how to make a phone call on a computer, and how to mute your speaker on a video call. These are all things that I've had to learn. Same. Yep. A few more that just missed the top 10 were how to use emojis, how to use your speaker phone, and how to use a wireless printer for those folks oh, who have had to work remotely. Exciting. There's a couple of things on that list I know how to do. So the engineers here at Q102, we have two of the finest broadcast engineers in the business, and they set me up with my 
little home studio remote setup, uh, kind of like you guys have. Uh, the only difference is, is I can, you know, I have a few more features that I can operate with my setup, but it's really, you know, kind of intended for me to just sort of, um, you know, be there in the event that I have to quarantine myself and, you know, hoping that Tim can come in and run the board is the idea anyway behind it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but anyway, they sent me home with this box of stuff and it came complete with directions. I don't know if you guys had the same thing or if you did a training session or how it worked, but you know, if you look at the the setup I have, I posted on Facebook last night. I mean, you know, even for a broadcast professional, somebody who works in the industry, you know, it's not easy to set up, but they took every little piece of wire and they put a letter on it, like a letter-coated tape. So all you had to do was basically match the letters and plug and play. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So when you look that's at it, sweet. it looks super complicated, but it was really easy to do because these guys you are so a good at what... A and then exactly. B and B kind of thing. And these oh, guys wow. are so good at what they did. They made these instructions... Dummy proof. Jen proof. <laughs> even much. I could have done it. Yeah, even Jen Jordan could have done it. I don't know. It would have been touch go. I would have needed somebody watching. Yeah. She Just keep an eye as I do it myself. Horizontal, so it's a, it's a toss up. So I, I got this whole thing put together and done, and then I realized I was missing only one piece, and that was in the uh, Ethernet cable that runs like from the computer to the wall. But other than that, like we had every piece, and then I got the Ethernet cable. I plugged it in, turned it on, and voila, this thing was working. Did a test drive yesterday. So if you yesterday. have to quarantine, like you get sick, you're going to come on the air with us every morning? I can still. going to run master control? Yeah, I mean, as long as I can roll out of bed, you know, I can wow. join you guys. Yeah, we would need we would still need Tim to come in and run the board, but there are features in my setup that would allow us to track from my place, I guess, if that oh. makes sense. Where we could conceivably forego someone here in the studio. It wouldn't be pretty, oh. but it's doable. Right. Yeah. So like if something happened and they had to shut down the building, you right. would still be able to go to your house and yeah. do something there. That That's was the exciting. idea behind it. Master yeah. Control moving over to Avondale. Yeah, right. <laughs> you thought the background 2. noise was bad here at Brown Farm. Oh, my you goodness. You just wait till we get over to Avondale. You're not helicopters kidding. Helicopters start taking off. For sure. Yeah, well, and I got a, I got a traffic light literally right outside the window. So there's a lot of low end. I'm on three metro bus routes. Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the ambulances and rescue vehicles that go by Do multiple times you hear that all day? day? Beep, 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 beep. All day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I live by all the hospitals, so. Yeah. And, you know, the ambulances are not just coming from Cincinnati, but they're coming from all over the tri-state. So. Oh, yeah. Especially children's. All right. Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen. It's 745, and we're looking at rain throughout the day. More steady this afternoon. Could hear some thunder. High of 65. Oh, now I'm hearing sirens. That's got to be Tim's house. house. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> really right yeah, by the fire down to Columbia Parkway. Something's going on that way. Oh boy! Yeah, and I just got a report of a wreck at Work and Budno on the west side. So be aware of that as you're heading in this morning. You might want to work your way around it, depending on how much of a tie-up it's causing. On uh, what was it? Was it yesterday? No, I guess it was the day before yesterday. I had heard this story. Uh, Kentucky. I was watching the press conference. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir uh, calling people out. For filing fake unemployment claims. Yeah. 
it happens. Sure. And it's a problem. And he cited a case where someone used the name Tupac Shakur. A couple of bad apples uh, can make this challenge that much more difficult. For instance, we had somebody apply for unemployment for Tupac Shakur here in Kentucky. And that person probably thought they were being funny, except for the fact that because of them, we've got to go through so many other claims that one person thinking that they were funny using somebody else's identity is going to make tens of thousands, potentially, of other people wait. It's not okay. Okay. Well, Mm. turns out that there actually is a guy in Lexington, Kentucky. He's a 46-year-old man by the name of Tupac Malik Shakur. And he is the man Governor Bashir was referring to, and he has been waiting on his unemployment check for over a month. Wow. Yeah. So Governor Bashir felt really bad about it. And he called the guy and apologized, and uh, he's, he's having his people look into what the holdup is on his check. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I would have thought the what same you thing. Do? You know, you would have had sure. that moment where you're like, there's no way. Really? Yeah, that stinks. <laughs> How fun, though, that your name lined up to be that, you know? Like when your last name is Shakur, did he legally ch- change it to that, you know? Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a man named Pat McGroin who filed an unemployment check. Of course. And I know he probably thought that he was being funny. <laughs> I'd be afraid. Is there a man named Uranus? <laughs> Me and my hand. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.